TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Hey Mums the Word listeners, thanks for tuning in again. Here we are at episode 26. This week's episode is really a journey and a story that's shared from the heart from a mum out there, one that I know quite well personally, and asked her to share her story and she graciously offered more as a purpose to help other women out there. And that's really where Mums the Word, the podcast, comes from. So Rachel is sharing her story all about uh, her inability to breastfeed and the grief and subsequent healing around that. Uh, She's a qualified integrative nutrition health coach, a personal trainer and a spiritual mentor. She also has a work from anywhere business teaching people how to gain financial freedom. She is passionate about providing a loving open space for people to cleanse, heal and transform their lives on an on every level, body, mind, and spirit. Rachel is a mum of two beautiful girls, Isis, who is now 10, and Pixie, who is 8, whom she homeschools. She's peacefully and happily married to her husband of 11 years, Ash, and they live in Karambin on the Gold Coast. I'm very grateful that Rachel shared this story. I please, um, uh, with a lot of... Uh, with a lot of force, ask you to share this story with any mum that you know is going through a similar similar process and... Um, it is really important that we lend our hand and help people out there. And uh, once again, thank you to Rachel for sharing her personal story on uh, a worldwide uh, Listen To podcast. Enjoy the episode. Good morning, Rachel. Thanks for joining us. I am very, very excited to have you on the show. What the listeners don't know is that we know each other personally, so it's very special for me to have you on. But just because Thanks, the other listeners honey. don't know anything about you, could you share a little bit about yourself, please? Sure. I am a wife and partner, firstly, to a wonderful husband, my husband of 11 years, and I'm mum to two beautiful girls who are now 10 and 8, and I also homeschool them. Um, Professionally, I'm a certified health coach. I'm a personal trainer, and I do spiritual mentoring. Um, But today, we're here to share my story around breastfeeding and my Um, inability to be able to do so and how that affected me very deeply and um, yeah I wanted to share my experience with people because it's not very talked about. Yeah so I mean look we're I'm really grateful to have you open up on on the show and and we both agree that this is something that needs to be told more so because there's not that much support in the community but also because um, you have a healthy child and she's doing amazing and people need to hear that as well so let's um let's just go back to the very beginning maybe even with um, first pregnancy and just share a little bit about your journey. Okay so my first pregnancy with Isis was amazing Um, I was really healthy I looked, I'm generally healthy. I looked after myself, um, got to rest a lot. I felt like I was going into um, the birth very well prepared and I was very fixed in how I wanted um, my birthing experience to be, which the universe, as it does, <clears throat> excuse me, um, generally will show you something different if you're too fixed on one thing. <laughs> Um, I, my waters broke, I was two weeks overdue, my waters broke, um, by an acupuncturist and I, three days later, uh, Isis was born. I, um, three days into that, I was transferred to a hospital and, um, 
everything, every single scenario that I had not wanted to happen happened. And I, um, the wonderful thing is I got a healthy baby out of that. Yeah. 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 That's the important thing. And, um, I, uh, hospital, I'd had a blood transfusion. It was quite traumatic at the end of it. And, um, I wasn't able to breastfeed. Um, my milk never came in. So, um, yeah, this is really, this story is really about that. And my, um, yeah, I, um, sorry. Let's just go back to that. Let's go back to, um, when she was born. Because you can edit that, can't you? If I, okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. So she was born. Um, she was healthy. I, my, she got, she attached well, um, she got colostrum, um, a day or so into that. I noticed that my, um, she was hungry. She was feeding all the time and I knew that something wasn't right. Um, the midwives didn't seem too concerned about it and they, um, they wouldn't, yeah, they, they didn't, yeah, they just didn't seem concerned about it, but I felt concerned about it. And I remember it being late at night, one night, and I knew she was really hungry and I buzzed the mid- midwife in and I asked her to, if she could give her some formula or, or it, it was really obvious that she was hungry. And so the midwife reluctantly um, gave her formula. Now, I think I just want to stop you there for a second because I know you personally and that is so far removed from what you would ever have chosen for yourself. Like the decision to get to that point with formula, we're talking to someone who's been vegan for many years and so into health. I mean, let's just set the scene, Rach, that you, you know, it's not going to be something that you take lighthearted to offer your newborn baby formula if you really didn't feel the need. No, it was devastating. I I was I was devastated. I was in. I felt like I was in crisis around it, and there was there was so she was hungry. She was hungry, and there was no no other way. I didn't. Um, and at the time, I, I think it was intuition. It's not that I didn't trust the process because I trust the process of my body and the human body and how it works. So yeah, it was really massive, and it was there was. There's grief around it and there still is grief around it. Anyway, she um, sculled the the five-meal cup of formula. On day five, uh, I was asked to stay in hospital until my milk came in and it hadn't come in and I I begged them to go home because I wanted to eat some organic veggies and get fresh air and I thought that I'd have a better chance of that um, process happening if I was at home in a more relaxed my environment sure, and sure, yeah. so I went I went yeah and I so yeah they let me out um the first thing my husband and I did was I had started doing research in the hospital on my phone about um organic formulas and things like that the first thing because Isis was hungry like it was yeah the first thing that we did when we left the hospital was go and buy organic formula from a health food store and we fed her because she hadn't fed properly for five days and that was the most important thing and she was she instantly settled she slept um it was a relief and from then on in I did a process for six weeks um to try and bring my milk in um so I've had wonderful that? advice so what was that from, um 
I expressed. So I would feed her, even though there was I had no milk. I, I, I had tiny bits of milk, actually. I wasn't completely dry. So I had tiny bits of milk. Um, I would put her on my breast. I'd feed first, and then I would express. So just to get the stimulation happening. And I did that for six weeks consistently. And, uh, and I was feeding her formula. I was topping her up with formula. Um, it was, it was, devast- it was devastating because I felt, I felt like I wasn't working. And, um, yeah, there's so, there's so much around it. And I, I remember on the six week mark, I, my husband, um, came into the lounge room and I was crying. I was crying over an empty bottle with, um, sorry. No, I was crying. I was crying over an empty bottle, um, expressing over an empty bottle. My husband just looked at me and he said, what are you doing? You know, like she's really happy. It's not gonna, it's not gonna affect the person that she is being bottle fed. And I might, something just clicked. I was just like, what am, what am I doing? Like there's so much pressure on women to get that right and that it's the only way and that your body, your baby's not going to be healthy or a whole person or if, if, if they're not breastfed and it's just not the truth. And I think that's the biggest message that I want to get across today because my daughters, um, my second daughter's a different, another story, but my daughters are both really healthy. They're unvaccinated. They're, they're thriving. They're their immune systems are amazing. They come across all sorts of things like a whooping cough went through ISIS's school and all the kids that got it weren't vaccinated. That's another, uh, were vaccinated. That's another story. But she, she is healthy. She's, um, yeah, it hasn't affected her or her immune system whatsoever or her attachment to me or our relationship. Um, and I went through so much grief and shame about it, which carried on for years. And what do you think after, it is? Do like you think it's more up, the judgment of yourself or do you think it's other people judging you? Or, I mean, can you get a little bit into that? Yeah, I think that it's um, it's definitely judgment on, on yourself, but being around mothers, it's definitely the um, stigma around um, just choosing formula and a lot of, from other mothers, and and um, I don't think there's a lot of understanding around that. That some women actually can physically cannot breastfeed, and it's not a choice. It's not a choice that they get to make, and there needs to be more compassion and understanding for women around that. Yeah. Um, and what about yeah, what was the feeling at the time of people understanding and and being compassionate to you? I mean, what was your experience <coughs> there with mothers or or your own family? Uh, there, or your mother, for example. There wasn't. I didn't. Oh, my mum. Yeah, my because I. It's interesting because I was bottle fed because I was born in Singapore. So my mum, there, my mum in the hospital was just like just feed her. But they're from a different generation, so a lot of understanding from my family. But from um, generally, I didn't. I felt it really hard to share because there was a there was great shame around it, and I think it's because of all the stuff that I had read and the general consensus that breast is best and when you have that in your mind and you think that that's, you understand the concept around that, then you feel like you're not giving the best you can for your child but it's actually just not the truth. What children really need is love. Yeah. 
and yeah, then anything absolutely. And what about, I mean, just now, you know, obviously you're a health coach now and you know more about nutrition than you did back in those days. Is there a different choice of formula you would have chosen now? I mean, I know goats is a, is a big, um, is, is quite big. Well, it, well, I chose goats. I was advised to choose goats with Isis, so I used organic goats formula. I also um, was advised to put pro... Uh, baby's probiotic in it and I put flaxseed in it as well, flaxseed oil. So um, Dr. Jennifer Barham advised me to do that, which was awesome. Like I think that really helped. Yeah, so and with my second gone. daughter because... Yeah, tell us about um, pigs, yeah. Uh, with Pixie because um, the same thing happened with Mixie. That's another That's um, another story, but I... I put her, she didn't do well with goats, so I used organic, it constipated her, which was really interesting. So I used organic cows, and she was great with that. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is. It's really interesting. So, so um, for... the interesting, no, the ahead. thing about uh, my story with Pixie is that I actually, um, my birth with Pixie, I ended up having a Caesar. I think it was willed because of my experience that I had with Isis. And I, my milk didn't come in, very similar. And at the hospital, I, I was very um, aware that I wasn't going to put myself through what I put myself through with ISIS. And I was very strong in the fact that I just said, this is, if this happens or this is what I'm doing, I can actually, I was prepared for the fact that my milk not, might not come in this time and, what, and I knew what I was going to do around that. I wasn't going to wait for five days and have her be starving and it was really interesting because the attitudes that I got from the midwives, as lovely as they are, they're, they're really closed. It was I would get lectured every time the new midwife came in on the shift, and it was pain, it was really awful. It was painful, yeah. and I kept having to tell, retell my story. As just like there's no, I didn't feel like there's a lot of understanding around women. Not being able to breastfeed, even if even a physical thing, it's just yeah, it's interesting. I think that um, women it would be wonderful if women start uh, just showed more compassion around it and understanding. And I guess that's true also because there's all you know, <coughs> different outcomes in birth. Obviously, people who have a C-section also go through this sort of grief on a different level. Obviously, and you know they have the scar and and the pain and yeah, they, you know. But there's a similar type of almost self judgment or, I mean, I I don't see it as failure, but there's almost like a self yeah, like you didn't do it right or your body failed you. Yeah, that's right. And there's no understanding really that I was given no reason around why. And, I, and I'm still um, in the dark around that as to why my body didn't work uh, the way that even that even it, with ISIS in my first birth, why I didn't dilate like I should have. Really, um, it's interesting. That's where acceptance comes in because you it need that you need to come to acceptance around that and. You look at your child and see the healthy child, and that's all that matters. So, what kind of steps and what, and just to go from your journey from the girls being little and, and to where you are today, what kind of steps have you taken to come to that place of acceptance and even to the point that you're willing to yeah open up and share about it? Uh, I have a I have a spiritual a really strong spiritual practice, and I practice. Um, generally in my life I practice acceptance 
and understanding and I think that I, I would say that that's it. So accepting everything, I have a quote. My quote is that this too shall pass and that is that anything that you're going through needs to be some type of acceptance around it because it will pass and then you're going to get something different next. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so not to be fixed, um, that's one of the biggest lessons that my birthing, my first birthing experience taught me was to be open and to really be open, not just an idea of being open because yeah. <laughs> I thought that I was and I really wasn't and that's what, and my birthing experience with Arthur, it was like this is, so, this has to be okay, it's okay. I'm not any less of a person or less of a mother or Isis isn't going to be any less of a child for the way that she was birthed into the world. No, or, or raised yeah. at that point. And do you, just out of curiosity, see any difference in their health in terms of being the, the cows versus the goats uh, formula from um, the start? Is there anything no. you noticed as toddlers? No. Or? Uh, probably Isis can tolerate, uh, Pixie can tolerate dairy. <laughs> more so than Isis can, which is really interesting. It's like she has a she has a gut that can do that. Her dad's Egyptian, so maybe she has that gene. But um no, I don't see any difference. But they're they're strong. They're amazing. There's just I don't see any negative I can't see any negative impacts that has um yeah been a long term outcome for them in regards to their birthing process or how they were fed as and that's really the message, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's the message. And just uh, just for the acceptance and understanding for women that are going through it because there's so much deep shame. Like um, even um, I don't feel it so much now because I feel grief still, but I don't feel, much, uh, feel the shame very much because I've done lots of work around that, that it's okay and... I'm not any less of a person. It's like what I, I said before. Yeah, yeah. But, so um, yeah, you, just for mothers to... Yeah, I was going to say, if you could share with a mum who's either just gone through that or even someone who knows someone going through that, what what would be your advice around that? Because, of course, it's a very personal thing, but, I mean, a spiritual practice um, to one person might mean something else. I mean, did you seek advice at the time or any counselling or...? Um, I think that I had, I may have had counseling around that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, not in, not for that particularly actually, but just, just I would say that that, uh, just to be really gentle on yourself and that it's okay, that it's, that it's okay. And I really have a strong belief that children choose their birthing experience and that children are, um, brought into our lives for us to learn and grow and um, just to try and look deeply at that and and not to not so much a why why it happened uh, in a physical um, in a physical respect but yeah to look a little bit more deeply yeah. as to why yeah yeah, yeah but be gen- being gentle and being easy on yourself is the is the biggest thing. You know, and of course, your girls yeah. are much older now, and this is something that you know happened a long time ago. But um, I'd love you to share with mums these days. I mean, you're homeschooling. You know, you you've got two businesses, maybe even three. I mean, what drives you? What gets you up in the morning to do what you do? 
Uh, okay, my dharma, so my purpose here, my spiritual connection is uh, one of the biggest things, my love for life my, and my family and um, and creating a life for them that I didn't have. So I love the sun, I love nature and I love a moment in time which is um, looking into my children's eyes and just being really present with them. That's one of the greatest, you could get the most greatest rewards from doing that. Especially if you have a re- you're having a really busy day and you're busy, 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 and you know they're trying to get your attention to just actually sit and sit face to face with them and look in their eyes. There's there's, there's miracles there. It's really beautiful. Yeah, that would be my advice to slow down. Yeah, if I was to give any advice, just to slow down and take a moment in your day to breathe and be in your child's eyes. It's a wonderful place to connect. I mean, they grow up so quickly. Yeah. I know. Well, this is this is another thing that I uh, that I understand is that if you do the more you do that, then you won't feel like that you've missed anything. Because I remember registering when the girls were babies, and you'd you know you'd, people would talk to you in the street, and they'd be like, "Oh, it goes so quickly," you know. And I thought, I don't, I don't want it to go quickly, <laughs> even though techni- technically it does go really quick. But the more moments that you have with your children, where you're really present. The more present you can be with them, the more time you will actually have with them and then you won't have that feeling at the end like, oh, my God, where did that time go? Like, oh, okay, I was actually there with them so I know where the time went. There's no loss around, there's no loss around that, having those moments. That's, my, that's one of my spiritual practices. So, so, yeah, so if you could go back um, in time to your pregnant self, that's what you'd tell yourself? <clears throat> you tell yourself to slow down and... Take the time. I would tell myself to be more, to be really more open, open and accepting and understanding of that. Um, generally, that you're presented with what you need at, at any given time, and to uh, yeah, to be gentle on, on yourself because being women, we're also hard on ourselves. Yeah, we're really hard on ourselves. So um, yeah, slow down, take a moment, and to be gentle. Yeah, and no doubt you're stronger yeah. for this whole experience as well. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> Completely. Yes. So, so what was some of the best advice you ever received around parenting? Around parenting, probably that was the mo- that was the most um, to be gentle and that you are anything that your child needs in that moment. So it's... Um, yeah, it's trusting your intuition and knowing that you have everything that your that your child needs. Like they don't need anything more than you being there in the present moment and being and receiving your love and giving your time. Yeah, I think that's, that's often what, when that would be. There's a there's a toddler tantrum or there's some moment. It's really either there's a communication they can't get across and express, or they just need more of you. In my experience, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's what what do you need? Yeah. Instead of oh my god, <laughs> go away. <laughs> yeah, which is what which can happen. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Well, you're doing a lot now in in the health world as well. I'd love you to share some invaluable resources that um that have been useful to you, whether they be books or websites, um, to some things that you're doing now or some things about the topic. Um, what would you love to share? Sure. I. Um, okay, I when I was going through uh, pregnancy, I used I loved Well Adjusted Babies by Dr. Jen, who's a friend, and 
um, uh, when the girls were um, growing up, uh, Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg is amazing. Um, also The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and the last one, these are all books, by the way, and The Seven Spiritual um, Laws of Success for Parenting by Deepak Chopra. They would be my number ones to go to. They changed my life, really, in regards to how to parent and how to be a better parent and a more present parent, um, more understanding, accepting parent, so, which is what it brings out in us, really. Yeah. So yeah, they, they were they were the main ones. Books, really. I'm a reader, and um, and I'd also just love just for listeners out there, and maybe mums. I'm sure you're open to people reaching out, reaching out, whether it's about the work you do now, or, or even more about this topic um, on on more of a private level with you. What would be the best way for someone to get in touch with you and find out more? At the moment, um, Facebook is the best place to get in touch with me, which I'll share my URL, and I'm in the process of um, putting getting up a website. So um, I would love for anyone that needs feels like they need support or questions or anything to get in touch with me. I'd be more than I'd be more than happy to help. So, so what's the URL? Offer my guidance. Oh, the fa- sorry, my Facebook URL. Can we share that in my um, in the bio or attached to the? Yeah, we'll do that. I don't too. have it. Yeah, we'll definitely do that too. So I'll just let listeners know we um, I send out a newsletter every every week with all the show notes, and so you'll be able to find yep. that there. You'll um, also be able to yes. find it. In yeah, I don't the, have it on me. No, that's fine. You'll also be able to find it um, when you're listening to the episode now on your phone. Um, you can click the I for information in the podcast itself and you'll find all the show notes also listed there. And that's the same for every episode to date if you didn't know that you could find uh, links there. Um, Rach, I, I can't thank you enough um, on behalf of all the listeners as well and, and women out there struggling um and going through this doesn't need to be a struggle, but of course, uh, it's not an easy road. Um, thank you so much for your time, for opening up, for sharing. Thanks, Kaz. And also just for thank your strength, you. just for your strength in parenting. You're a really big inspiration to me with how you raise your girls and how some of the messages you share, um, like you said now, taking the time. I think we could all take that advice um, many times the day over. Thanks, honey. Really, really grateful for you for giving back. And um, I can't wait to share your message. Thank you, darling. I feel honoured to you um, hearing my story. I hope it helps even just one person. I'd be happy. So, yeah, me thank too. You. Me too. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Lots of love. Bye. Thank you, darling. You're Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mums the Word. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world. We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.